Welcome to the Web3 Writers Hour, the place where blockchain and writing intersect with writers and readers. The Web3 Writers Hour is brought to you by Vagabond Magazine and published on Apple Podcasts through the Substack app. You can find all the episodes on Apple Podcasts or at Vagabond, V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D dot Substack dot com. Our theme music is composed by the amazingly talented Paolo Argento and brought to us courtesy of Pixabay. You can find the link in the show notes. GMGL. This is the Web3 Writers Hour of joined by my co-host, Cryptoversal Books, Edward Carpenter. We've got our friend Odd Writings with us, and that means Web3 Writers Hour. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great, today. It goes well, and I have my coffee with me. It goes well, and I have my coffee with me, too. Uh, thank you guys all for making it. I think I accidentally made this an hour earlier than we had it last week, but this seems like a good time. Everybody's awake. Edward, are you awake? I am, just barely. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Okay, I'm on a different uh, headset than I usually am. Um yeah, I had noticed the timing, uh, but it might work out well. Uh, has anybody noticed that uh, Lit is doing an AI art for artists workshop in their um, in the Litadel, the same place we had the poetry reading last month? I saw something about that. Why don't you tell us more, though? I think you you got more information than I do, for sure. Well, um, it's coming up at uh, two o'clock, so our usual time. So I didn't know if you'd actually scheduled it so that uh, people could go and attend that if they wanted. Um, I might pop in, but unfortunately, I'm still very much sort of heads down in the real world um, on my writing deadline. Um, so I, I won't necessarily be there as long as I might. Uh, uh, but certainly, um, I think uh, the idea of doing classes in um, virtual reality is, uh, is an interesting one. And I can post the link up in the uh, in the nest, I guess. I'll throw that up there. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, the idea of doing classes in, in a virtual environment is is really cool, and especially in a in a Web three environment, which you know we all love. And by the way, congratulations, you guys. We're in the we're in the final stretch of the T two. How's your uh, How's your no November going? By the way, Edward. Uh, it is harder to do that than you would think, um, but it has uh, um, it has been a useful thing to be able to just say no to some things and and say it in a kind way, um, and and have people kind of ready to hear it, I guess. Uh, so it hasn't worked out perfectly, but um, it's uh, it's definitely better than if I was just still saying yes to everything as the default. Well, I was just sending out a couple of quick invites to other folks that we usually have here, Riona and uh, T. Dylan Daniel, and we'll see if we can get them here as well. And part of the uh, the Web Three Writers Union, our our T two team, we've been uh, we've been killing it. Cryptoversal, how you doing? How's the American Justice Project? Oh, it's going great. I'm working on a website. Um, I had been doing it on Bonfire. Um, 
it was a little frustrating because I couldn't get the layout I wanted. So I'm giving, I'm going, I'm giving WordPress another shot and I'm finding, um, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's some fun stuff you can do with it that, that, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with. And, and I think the result is going to be something very useful, uh, for everyone following the project and everyone who wants to learn a little bit more about these cases. Uh, also waiting for, um, a brief to drop in the, in the Colorado 14th amendment case. Um, the deadline for it was yesterday afternoon. It's in, it's in Colorado. So they're a couple hours behind me. Um, we're just waiting for it to hit the docket and, uh, immortalize it in, uh, in, uh, on the blockchain. Super cool. Um, odd writings, your piece last week on the friends who write T2. By the way, why don't you, we see you, we're going to get you up on stage. So the invite is sent. We want to get you up here, but odd writings, your piece cracked me up, man. It was so fun to read. It was so enjoyable to like, to just like go through it. I really enjoyed the meanderings of your mind and how that sort of like took me on the journey of how your mind works. I think, was that kind of the idea? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, originally, you know, I started off uh, my first two uh, parts of the project were sort of theoretical designs of what a territory, a poetry territory might be like. Um, and I thought I had enough sort of data, data and ideas for like four full things. But after two, I realized, you know what, maybe I've maxed this out a little bit. So I had to think of something different. And, and honestly, I, I wasn't really sure what to, what to write. I used to write humorous things, but it was a long, long time ago. And I thought, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can be a little humorous and write something, you know, that, that still seems odd. So it still kind of fits with my, my brand or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And uh, actually, the, the quality and the level of writing that has taken place on the Friends Who Write board, not just from our group and from our friends, but also from the entire like T2 co cohort, it's amazing how many teams made it through, how many consistently did all of the, the things necessary to get there. I'm really impressed. I think uh, our Web3 writers' uh, life, is growing our community is growing and hopefully we can get more of those people in here i mean it's not just for the web3 writers union here we want all web3 writers to come join us and be part of this conversation every week speaking of which authored style invite sent to you so we can get you on the stage we'd love to hear uh what's going on with you and, and what you've been doing lately as well so with that i'm talking a lot uh edward cryptoversal what have you guys brought this week what do you what are you looking at aside from uh the web3 writers hour which we're in well, let me. Oh, uh, uh, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. Okay. Well, um, I, I have been thinking about website uh, development and, and presentation of Web three projects. Um, had been very bullish on, and continue to be very bullish on Bonfire, um, but uh, a little bit constrained by some of the limitations. Uh, and in going back to WordPress, um, I, I'm kind of thinking to myself, uh, would I, would I lose anything, um, by going with a, with a less decentralized, less web three specific solution, um, in terms of our, our marketing and, and our putting out, uh, information about our web three projects, um, what are, what are some of the best ways to, to develop our, our personal platforms? I think that's a pretty good, pretty good question. I mean, I, I was, a, 
I loved WordPress for years. I was an early, early user. I, I used it. They, they changed to the whole block format and I kind of started losing interest. It, it started feeling too bulky, too complex. The, the files were too large. If I wanted to change servers or hosts, which sometimes happened, that just turned out to be like a huge nightmare. But I have seen that like there's things like it's not related to lit the the Web3 group, I think. But there is a lit protocol that you can use with WordPress that I think TokenGate stuff sort of like Bonfire does, right? I haven't really looked into the uh, token gating pages, but I, I, I do think it is it is possible. Yeah, so it, I, I love that you're exploring as always. You're like always on the edges exploring what's possible and what isn't and where can we, you know, best project our our brand, our writing, our storytelling. I think it's so important. And, and I'm really glad that you share that stuff, Greg. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm with you on the uh, the blocks. Um, I, I had a very difficult time when, when they when they uh, transitioned to the to the block system. It was very difficult. It was not intuitive. Uh, stepping away from it for a couple of years and coming back, I don't know if, if it's my mindset or if they've if they've made some advances to it. Um, but it seems a lot easier to pick up now than it than it was. Um, and aside from a few hiccups of, you know, that I had the white screen of death come on and had to go back into the files and edit them manually in order to, to get the config file to work. Um, the, the, the site seems to be uh, humming along and uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of personally enjoying the process and enjoying the result. And, and I think I'll be uh, ready to, to, to put out some URLs to it uh, shortly. Well, Edward, you very politely deferred to Cryptoversal, so I think you're up. Yeah, the only thing I was going to note um, is I posted, I think put another thing up in the, the nest. It looks like uh, Cosmo is back doing his art tank. Um, so if anybody, it looks like the um, curator this week is a glitch artist, um, which reminded me of Futuradora's uh, poetry piece. Um, where she used kind of a, a glitch art style along with Morse code and, and some various things. So again, uh, it's always interesting. Um, how do we interact with collectors? And I think that is a, that's a, definitely a good place to get your art out in front of people. Um, so if anybody has a poetry piece or a writing piece that they think they might um, want to put out in front of Cosmo and company, uh, that might be a good, good option. Um, Beyond that, uh, like I said, this is really a week of, um, of final edits and revisions in the real world for me. Uh, so very, very IRL focused. Uh, T2 is my only, you know, kind of Web3 commitment to write at this point. Um, but I'm uh, missing the community sort of and, and really looking forward to getting back into uh, the Web3 space as soon as, as soon as I can get this, uh, this traditional project out the door. Well, definitely the question I'm constantly thinking about now is how do we get more writers aware of what we're doing? I mean, we've tried to do stuff a little bit on the, the Discord. We've done stuff a little bit here, um, you know, with these weekly spaces. But it would sure be great to, to build a bigger, broader community of Web3 writers. And Wanshu, I'm looking at you. We want your help to, like, build this community out and to make this uh, a bigger, better place. But we do have one superpower. Actually, we have a couple superpowers.
But the superpower I'm talking about right now is none other than Riona Morgan, who has joined us today. So Riona Morgan, how are you? I am just fine. I'm just fine. I was I was up all night writing, which is my favorite sentence to say. So oh, I'm I'm just up getting coffee and feeling like a person. So I came late. I'm really sorry for that. Um, but I'm so glad to be here. And um, I just I just want to say I'm so grateful for all of you. I, I didn't really get to be part of all of the pre Thanksgiving things. But I just wanted to just, I just wanted to say I'm so grateful and I and I love hearing your voices and I love hearing the camaraderie and I love you guys. So thank you for welcoming me so lovely. You are always welcome. And uh, odd writings, I see your hands. Go for it. Yeah, uh, earlier when you mentioned the uh, uh, the platforms, the the if there are any web two platforms that you're willing to use or even not even web platforms. Uh, what I've often found uh, is that well, I have a background in artifice in uh, in software development, and uh, and so for me it's easier just to do the HTML just straight. And there's a couple libraries that you can use uh, uh, that that make it you know uh, make your website visible across all you know all different uh, 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 phones and you know screens and so on. Um, I noticed something uh, interesting when I when I, uh, I've, I've got this book that's coming out in December and I have links. It's just a, it's a normal it's like an ebook. Right. But it's got links in there. And every time when I, you know, it includes the links in the Amazon version of the ebook. Um, and when I click on the link, I, I believe it's the Amazon version or maybe another one. It actually opens up it, its own browser and goes to that link, but hardly anything ever shows on there, except I notice that when I go to one of these websites that I've made, it'll show up, uh, but it won't show up, but, but the others others won't show. And, and I'm curious uh, if, if I write something on T2 and have a link on there to T2, I'm wondering if it would show up. I mean, they've got, they've got something going on there with their, their algorithm that's, that's making, that's restricting the browser and I'm sure that's to keep the person, you know, more, more, you know, keep, keeping them on Kindle or whatnot. But uh, as for as for, uh, you know, uh, other other platforms, I, you know, I'll either do it just straight HTML or I'll just get a word processor, type it in the word processor and then just copy it over. Um, although I am uh, getting more and more used to T2's uh, thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying writing there on their on their on their platform. So. Uh, just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, the T2 platform is interesting because it it does sort of incorporate that blocks thing. And and Cryptoversal, your point about the blocks being easier today. I mean, there's so many platforms that use blocks like that now, like um, you know Medium and Substack, um, T2. All of these are using this block format. So maybe maybe it's not that. WordPress has made it easier. Maybe they were just so early with this idea that that it it really didn't grok. God, I hate that Elon has used grok. Um, it was one of my favorite words. But anyway, aside from that, uh, it's we didn't intuitively understand it because we hadn't had experience with it yet. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's I, interesting when blocks. Go ahead. When I first saw those blocks, I think was on Medium. 
And that's what occurred to me when I saw T2 was that um, it essentially seemed to be medium um, for Web3. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how their model ends up working. Um, I was I liked the medium model when I first started with them back when they first started. Uh, and then became a bit turned off because they kept changing the rules of the game and um, it became very much less of curated collections and uh, much more, more driven by, uh, well, there's all over the map. I, there was a time where I just couldn't, couldn't deal with that. I needed consistency um, on a writing platform. And, and while I do still have a good bit of stuff hosted on Medium, um, I have pivoted away from that, my personal website. Uh, but it's certainly a good, very interesting uh, writings. I also will left my own devices write in HTML directly a lot. Um, and so it's very interesting to me that Kindle will read plain old HTML fine, um, but may not like some of this uh, very CSS heavy, very um, you know, structured code that everybody else seems to be using. In fact, that's what I had to do the last Arts of Poetry magazine in was I just had to go write it, write it in HTML um, and deploy it as an interactive token because I couldn't get anything else to work to um, to get future Adora's, uh, you know, kind of glitch piece to um, deploy. Cryptoversal, I think you're up. I'm up for, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I don't know. I thought you and Edward had started talking at the same time uh, again. Oh, no, no. I, I, I just wanted to say, yeah, the first time I saw blocks used was on, you know, something like Wix or a, a website. Um, was was supposed to be like the easy version of WordPress that more accessible, and WordPress's uh, version of it was turned out to be so much more complicated than that. But I, I think they've I think they've gotten a handle on it. So it's interesting. My my personal site, uh, which is christomichio.com, I've had it you know since domain became a thing. But um, Edward, your mic is on, by the way. Um, I might. I have to mute you if, if we can't shut it off. Um, anyway, uh, it, it seems okay. But I just wanted you to know that your mic is on. Um, so, yeah, my personal website, I, I coded all that in HTML way back in the day. And I've just kept it like that. And part of the reason is because it's so, it's so easy to write in HTML. You know, basically, you're just putting in how you want it to look. And, and it doesn't have to be complex with all the CSS. And you put in an image. You put in the image tag and you create an image, you know, it's, it's so easy. Part of the problem that I had with WordPress was the fact that I used to do, as George said, and I would write in a word processor. I was using Word in those days and I would write in Word and then I would copy it and I would paste it into WordPress and WordPress would, if you didn't use the HTML editor, WordPress would put all of the weird formatting that, that Word includes in it, which I don't even understand why they do that. Why can't they just Put the text as the text and have the text as the text. They have to have all this all this bizarre formatting that's on the page. Do you guys know why is that? Why do they do that? Well, it hooks into CSS so that you can. Uh, the, they 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 separate the content from the formatting, but but you need to have the hooks for the formatting. Yeah, well, also I would also say that uh, Word has been around for so long that before. HTML became used used a lot. It was, I mean, it was already there. So they had their own their own little codes and things for bold and this and that. And uh, 
And uh, I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. T. Dylan Daniels here with us. He's the uh, the final member of the Web3 Writers Union. Uh, and this week he published a piece that uh, I, I got lost in it, I got to admit. And I, I know I'm not alone. It, it, it went way deeper into the web or into the um, philosophy, philosophy side of things than I was able to completely follow along. How are you, Dylan? He may be trimming the green as we speak. Um, all right. Well, Dylan, if, if you get the chance to talk, we would love to hear about the piece that you submitted. Um, I've been thinking about doing something different and scent is, is on my mind a lot lately. I mean, okay. So first of all, technical note, next week, I won't be here. I believe Riona Morgan is going to use the Vagabond magazine account, set up the space. And so don't be surprised when you hear her voice coming out of the VM account. It's not going to be me. Um, so that's next week. But what I've been thinking is I like to read my stories to people. I really do. I, I really like to read them. And so what I've been thinking about doing is taking a book that I wrote last year, recording the audio, doing the audio book version, but breaking it down into chapters, kind of like Odd Writings has done with his uh, Death by Locomotive, but using audio instead. I've, I've been playing around with the fact that you can actually put MP3s on scent so I can make a piece of art have the audio of me reading an MP3 and then share that. And if people want to listen to it, it's free to listen to, but if they want to support it, if they want to like be part of it, if they want to get inside information or connect somehow in a deeper way, which web three allows, then owning that NFT would be one way to get into like the inner sanctum to, to like find more stuff. So that's what I've been thinking about doing. And for the past, you know, little while we've all been, um, or we've been sharing a little bit of writing on the Web3 Writers Hour every time. So I thought that this time I would just volunteer to read you guys the uh, the first chapter of my story, which is called Hassan Isaba. Oh, geez, now I can't find it. Um, if someone else wants to talk for a minute, I would love to read you guys the introduction. It's like, a, you know, it's a couple paragraphs, but word of warning, it does have some F-bombs. So if you got little ones in the car with you or you're listening... I'll warn you before I start so you can turn down the volume. But if someone else wants to take over, I'm going to see if I can find this. It restarted and I lost the file. Yes, I can definitely jump in for a minute while CD looks for that. Um, I'm so excited, CD. I can't wait. Um, I love your idea about reading on scent and um, uploading those different files, uploading those different chapters. And I just wanted to say my recently minted um, poem I didn't know is actually on scent and that's what I did with it I read it and it's a video um, it's a video file itself because the poem the words on the poem move um, as it plays and I just I read the poem because I thought that I I'm always thinking back to um, my mother who was blind at the end of her life and how she would have loved to have been involved in all of these things that we do but she couldn't see and so I always think about people who have that impairment and want to include them and so um, I just really felt like that, that that was a lovely thing to do. And, um, so that, that's what I did with my poem. And of course, that's what I did with the seven love stories as well. And so, yeah, I think that's a beautiful idea. Uh, bravo. 
Thanks. Um, yeah, my computer's been doing weird stuff lately. It's been restarting at, at night, like every night it like restarts itself at like 11 p.m. and I hear it and I wake up in the morning and whatever I had saved is gone. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this thing, but I'm going to uh, mute myself for a minute and just see if I can find this file for you guys because I'm a little OCD and not finding it is making me a little angry. <laughs> okay, so... I guess we could jump back in and talk about maybe, maybe talk about the things that everybody's working on this week or working on next week, looking ahead. And, um, we can go around again and see Edward Cryptoversal books, um, odd writings, and then Dylan. And then we'd love to get, um, our friend from T2 up on the stage with us as well. And so, um, I'll pause a minute and see if anybody else wants to jump in and talk about, talk about their, upcoming projects or upcoming visions i could i could jump in uh by the way i want to say uh let's not put too well i guess it's too late now she's a speaker i was gonna say <laughs> let's not put too much pressure on you because she's she's probably like in the middle of a bunch of things and working over there but all right well she's already there um yeah so i, I mentioned that that the that the uh the uh murder by or death or murder by locomotive uh uh, that's uh, that's coming out on uh, on Friday. That's the ebook version, and then the soft cover version is coming out on Saturday, and the hardcover version is coming out on Sunday. Now, originally, I wanted all three to come out on Friday, but I screwed up on one of these deadlines. I thought that the the, the deadlines were all the same on Amazon, uh, depending on uh, on uh, you know you have to have, you have to have your final manuscript in by a certain a certain point in time. Uh, but it turns out it's 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 slightly different. And the other problem was that uh, the, I was looking at the time zone. They have time zones listed in GMT, and of course, I, I without thinking was thinking about my own time zone. I was like, oh well, you know, I still have a day to do this. You know, blah blah blah. And of course, I was off by a day. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was there were a number of things uh, having to do with links to NFTs that we mentioned in yesterday's meeting, where they don't like. When uh, they don't like it when you link to an NFT marketplace, so you got to do it indirectly. You got to there's at least at least one way of doing it is to have your own, uh, you know, your own uh, uh, your own blog or your own website, and it and you can link directly to your own blog or website, and then from there you can then link to uh, you know any NFT marketplaces or whatnot. Because one of the main purposes I wanted for this book was to help to connect the Web two and the Web three worlds. Um, so that's just a summary, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll let others, others speak now. George, do you think uh, Linktree would work um, as well to do that? My guess, uh, my guess is that they would probably accept Linktree. Um, I have, you know, there's a supporters page I have on there where I was using Scent and uh, kind of running, not exactly a contest on Scent, but having these free NFTs and if everyone, if, if whoever collected all the NFTs could be put onto my supporters page actually within the book itself. And I would, I would let them have also a, a website that they wanted to promote. Now, now the, 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 the people that are, that are censoring these books and censoring is maybe a, a strong term, but uh, they're the ones that are saying this link is good. This link is bad. Don't include this. Don't include that. I haven't yet had anybody include a link tree, but I'm, I'm guessing that that's, that's probably considered okay. Um, the only ones that have been that have been uh, you know pushed off 
are uh, are the are the the NFT ones and the ones that are blatantly trying to sell something. Um, of so uh, I think I think uh, I think uh, the link one may be okay. I just haven't tried it. You know, I included my sent page, which is kind of like a link tree, honestly. So and that's okay. Yeah, I think I think for the last book for for uh, dust to dust, uh, I did have a couple of sent pages, and they and they included those. So um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not sure what criteria they're using to determine if something is too NFT centric, too selling centric, or what. I'm. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, thank you guys for patience. I have no idea why my Mac finder wasn't finding this file. You know, I don't know. It's probably user error. Usually it's user error. But anyway, I found it. But I, before we get to that, we'll save that for a while. I want to say hi to Wanshu. We finally got you up on the stage. Thanks so much for everything you're doing. Hi, everyone. It's been a while since I last joined. Thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, thank you all for your participation in the Friends Who Write contest. It's been so much fun reading all your submissions. And um, I have been, I think I've been away for a week due to a family visit. But when I come back, I'm like overwhelmed with all the submissions and uh, um yeah, very, very exciting, uh, very exciting about the final submission deadline this week. And uh, we have 17 teams that already qualify for the uh, consistency prize. And uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things happening right now. Well, I for one want to just congratulate you and the whole team at T2 for everything that you guys are doing and have accomplished it's really it's a testament to your hard work and your dedication that you know all the legwork we've seen we saw a little bit of it you know when you brought us into it when you like i know that we're not the only ones that you did that with so your hard work is definitely yielding results and you guys have a lot to be proud of with t2 it's really it's really spectacular thank you so much for making us a part of it too no thank you for your support since I think very early on, I could say even when we're at ground zero. Um, and uh, in addition to just writing on T2 um, and sharing T2 with your community, you also give us a lot of really good feedback. Um, that's one of the biggest accomplishment that we gained through this Friends Who Write contest and through our communication with um, the, the Web3 writer community. Um, it's, to, it's to learn from all of you. And uh, we look forward to continue learning and uh, probably Friends Who Write Season 2 as well. Yay, I am so excited to hear that. I'm so excited to hear all the successes you all are having and how wonderful it is. And I love it. I love visiting and I love being part of it and I love cheering for you guys and I'm so I'm proud of you and and so excited to be to be included and involved with all of my friends here and with you as well and so this is just this is just so wonderful so thank you so much I wonder if anybody else noticed this um this is just one of those odd things like I noticed odd synchronicities in the world um it's like my brain is wired to notice when when things line up in strange ways and one of the strange things that i noticed going through the friends who write um titles and stories was 
how similar the themes were of so many of them. I mean, my, my theme was, of course, you know, it's pretty, it's like fathers and sons, essentially. And, but there was a lot of fathers and sons stuff. I saw a lot of consciousness stuff, which lined up with what T. Dylan Daniels uh, working on. I, I saw, you know, a fair amount of, of other things that, that like lined up together, sort of like, you know, and I wonder if these are just like, are these web three writer topics? Should we be paying attention to that and thinking like, Oh, these are the topics that web three writers are interested in, or is it just early cohort web three writers are interested in it? Or is it just complete coincidence? Has anybody else noticed that? My guess, my guess is that it's, it's coincidence. I would, I would recommend just from personal prejudice, to uh, go off and try something that no one else is trying <laughs> and give it a title that, that seems interesting so that people will actually say, what the heck is that? And then, then you know, give it a look. All right, go oh. ahead, Rihanna. No, I was, I was just gonna say, yes, I definitely think so. And I definitely think that there's a lot of, when I, when I even even when I hear what the topics that you were saying, I feel like there's a lot of, healing going on. There's a lot of pulling out thoughts, pulling out emotions, pulling out past events and sharing it and sharing the voice and sharing the topic. And there's a lot of healing going on. And um, that's really wonderful. I think that's a really, that's a really insightful thought process and it and it makes me think that maybe maybe most of us are really close in age generationally and so that that's really really very perceptive of you interesting my my thought was that a lot of the writers in t2 are probably significantly younger than i think our cohort here is but maybe that's not the case uh, and I, w I wonder if that's true and i also wonder if if you know <laughs> no no offense broken people who are healing uh, you know when i say broken people that's why i say no offense but broken people who are healing i wonder if there's something about web 3 and that that sort of draws writers who are broken or have suffered loss or tragedy or you know the lack of success, maybe. Um, I don't, that's not really a fair thing to say, but I, I hopefully you know what I'm talking about there. Like people who have suffered. I I have to uh, jump in here because um, one thing about friends who write is um, we do design this contest for aspiring writers, so writers who are on their way. Um, to becoming either professional or um, they're not completely professional writers. So these are the writers who use writing as a way to, um, one, express themselves and to internalize their, uh, uh, write out their thinking to help them think. So um, many of them not necessarily write to become commercialized. So... Uh, when you uh, include these writers in this contest, then you will see a lot of um, the writing about their own stories, about their lives, or writing to heal, writing to um, find each other. I think that's that could be a way to put it. Um, so essentially, these are the writers who are also craving communities, who are also looking for freedom of expression, um, which might coincidentally... Um, 
falls into a certain topics. Um, either they're not necessarily broken, but they're they're looking for ways to heal. So that that's a trend that that we are aware. Want you? Thank you so much. And and I think that eloquence isn't always something that I'm good at. You are obviously very good at it, and um, and thank you for stating that in so much a better way than I did. I think I think people looking for community, people uh, looking for their place in the world. That's so much the way that you said it was so much better. Thank you so much for that. So, CD, if you want to look for strange coincidences, uh, your raising of the the theme of breaking or broken, not necessarily broken people, but breaking, that's kind of coincidental because my, the next the next essay I was planning to write for the for the contest for the TG contest was on breaking and what the and what the meaning of breaking is. Now the reason I was going to do that is because the uh, here's a little shell again. Uh, after the but after after this book I have is is published, the next one is going to be called uh, "My Cat Breaks into Vowels," and so that's another it's another poem. And I'm going to be talking about different things. But what I'm thinking of is including essays, including one on what it means to break, like the different meanings of breaking. And uh, I would put there at the bottom, uh, you know, first this this uh, this essay first appeared on T2, blah 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 blah. So T2 will get a little a little chink there of uh, of, uh, of shilling, um, and then I'm hoping that I can set up the Amazon uh, pre-order thing because I think it'll come out on April 1st or so. Set up the pre-order thing, and then uh, at the bottom of the T2 article, I'll say this article will appear in you know this this uh, this uh, you know this pre-orderable book. So kind of a kind of a, a shill shill kind of a thing, but. Um, it's it, the very fact that you mentioned breaking. There's a there's a little coincidence for you there. Oh, there's no coincidence there, George. I mean, I'm the founder of a crackpot religion. It's crazed. I might add. <laughs> if you read George's thing, you'll 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 get that uh, that silly joke. But um, yeah, I've, there are no coincidences. Kismet and um, you know, Epiphany and everything else. Author oh, style, we got you up on the stage finally. How are you, sir? had you i thought <laughs> okay maybe i was mistaken um all right so any other thoughts on oh we lost him just saying hi he's shy like a like a small flower in the sunlight there you're back we got you all right authored style now now we got you up on the stage sometimes it takes a minute for the mic to work so uh you guys know what I'm talking about, small flowers in the sunlight? I guess you probably do. You're a bunch of writers. You understand the illusion and illusion and delusion. And here we are. Someone else talk quick before I do this longer. Hey, I was just going to say something before you go to your next topic um, about breaking. I think a lot of times when we ask for change in our life, I think uh, I think changes author other style is yeah, breaking like, up. You think about change and anything. So when you're a lot of chaos will happen. The people coming together. 
authored style. I caught the last like 10 words of that. Uh, George broke in while you were breaking. Uh, but if you could repeat that, it would be great because it sounded like your connection got much better towards the end. Hey, can you hear me now? Yep, got you now. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, for some reason I'm having some issues today. But I was just saying, I like what you're saying about breaking um, and people uh, seeing, like, people asking for change, like, to be better. Um, so a lot of times people are like, I want to be better, a better person. But being better sometimes brings chaos. And I was just saying, like, in nature, chaos is, you know, breaks and changes. But once you get through that chaos, you kind of find who you are. And I think that's pretty cool that everyone could be going through changes, you know, for the better or trying to change to better their situations and they're all come, coming together. So I really liked that point. I really like it too. And I really like that your mic worked completely that time. So I got to hear the whole thing because I could tell by the end of the of it, it was, it was spot on. Thank you. Well, you guys, okay, here's the moment that nobody's been waiting for. But if you have your kids in your car, if you're in a workplace and you've got it on speaker and an F-bomb is going um, to cause chaos, people screaming and running out like the theater's on fire, now is the time to mute your speakers um, because I'm going to read you the prologue of Hassan E. Saba. Now, before I read the prologue, but the prologue of the prologue is what this says. I want to tell you, Hassan Isaba is a historical figure from early uh, Arabia and Persia. And essentially what Hassan Isaba did was he used hashish to create this powerful sort of religious group called the Hashishans. Um, hashish is actually named after, after them. And what they would do is they would use hashish to reach a state of religious ecstasy and then go out and they conquered huge amounts of territory. They did all of these assassins. That word also comes from, from there. So that's Hassan Isaba. I No one had written really his biography. There wasn't one for him. So I wrote a fictional biography. And being me, I tied it into uh, imaginary, maybe it's imaginary, country that I created in another book called The Sultanate of Babub and I, all of that. So th that's what Hassan Isaba is all about in the book. But this is the prologue, and you kind of needed to understand that. So they wouldn't stop coming, no matter what he did, no matter how many notices he sent out, no matter how many he turned away, they just kept showing up. Hey, is this the place where you can learn to be an assassin? Oh, I heard you have killer smoke here. Hey, there's this asshole that's been bothering my mother. Can I burn stuff down if I join you guys? The questions were as nonstop as the wave upon wave of young men who showed up at his mountain fortress, heavily fortified doorstep. They just kept coming. For the first 25 years, it had been thrilling. He'd been excited to learn the backstory of each new recruit. The missions had been inspired, enlightened even. He had felt like they were doing God's work. Literally, they were paving the way for the exciting world to come. But these days, Hassani Saba wasn't excited. He didn't feel like he was doing God's work. He largely felt uninspired and uninterested in getting to know the new members of his tribe. He'd tired of giving the same indoctrination, motivation, educational speeches. His jokes had become stale to him, even though they still elicited roars of laughter from the newbies, warm chuckles of remembrance from the veterans among them. The exciting world to come didn't seem to be coming at all. In fact, when he looked at the external world outside of his mountain fortress, all he saw was a world that was quickening in a pace that, as it barreled away from paradise. Sure, it had been fun. He'd hijacked a branch of Islam, brought a huge amount of mysticism from the Far East, and created a fervent horde of devotees that were committing murder and mayhem at his lightest suggestion. He toppled governments, destroyed kings, and set policy on an empire that stretched further than Alexander or Caesar's. 
now, though, he was tired. He wasn't tired in a physical sense, but more in a melodramatic sort of spiritual malaise sense. Gone were the days of getting gloriously stoned on Keef and hashish. Gone was the thrill of creating new forms and processes by which people could govern or be governed. Now it was just sort of strained mental exhaustion that wasn't even all that fun. Hassan Isaba, the famed old man of the mountain, ruler and founder of the Hashishans, assassins, Hashashans, the greatest and most successful drug kingpin in the history of the world, the richest man to ever live, the single most powerful and influential person to ever attempt to shape the world to his own will, and to many, the holiest human being to ever walk the earth who wasn't the founder of a major religion. Yes, that Hassan Isaba. And Hassan Isaba was not only having a crisis of faith, he was also bored as fuck. Realizing this, as he looked out at the expansive window from his tower keep, Hassani Saba decided he was going to have to do something drastic. He had an extreme case of the fuckets, and though the phrase wouldn't be invented for a millennium, somehow the holy man knew he had no more fucks to give. And that's the intro. So, thanks for listening, guys. I, I like that. That was really, really well written. It, it, uh, it kept my interest the whole way through, so... Good job. Thanks. Do you, do you think it would work as an audio book? I mean, to, to put it like that, um, maybe do it on scent in that way. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, you've got a great reading voice. Thanks. It's, it means a lot, you guys. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you letting me workshop it with you. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I like the energy of it, and I lo- and I loved you reading it. It really came to life, and so I really am super excited about it being part of your your scent project. Is this the is this the piece that you're thinking? Yep, this is the one. So it goes on, and you know, there's more to it. Obviously, that's just the prologue, but that's the one I'm thinking of doing. I love it. I love it. I'm really excited about it. And and reading it definitely, you have such a great voice and the inflection and the, the different voices and and all of it. It was really it was really exciting to listen to. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I I used to write for newspapers, and uh, my editors what they would always say was, um, "You write exactly the way that you talk," and so maybe that's meant to be. All right, but enough about me. What about you guys? What is up for the Web3 Writers Union this week? What are you guys looking at? What are you going to do? What are you seeing? And does anybody else have something that they'd like to share? I could read a excerpt um, from the, the work in progress that I'm always saying is uh, keeping me away from Web3 writing. Um, in terms of uh, what I'm doing this week for T2, I think that's still to be decided. Well, I always love hearing your work, Edward. So that would be great. By the way, I published my uh, my final T two piece, not final T two, but final friends who write this round piece, and uh, so it's up there. I finished the novel I was writing, and uh, if you guys haven't seen it, then give it a read. Okay, so I'll just uh, read uh, what's one of the, the shorter chapters in this book, which is a, a memoir of the year that I spent in, in South Sudan, with a bit of the time uh, running up to it and a bit of the time afterwards. Uh, but this chapter is a title, The Land That Time Forgot. And it starts out with a, a quote, to tell stories that matter the most, to spark conversations that drive global change, 
to provide context to understanding the issues and events that define our times. And that is Time Magazine's mission statement. 15 March, 2019. I was in the second week of training when I heard the first reports. In Christchurch, New Zealand, a young man with assault weapons had walked into first a mosque and then an Islamic center, killing 51 people. This horrifying act made headline news around the world. In the month that followed, Time Magazine alone would run 44 stories about the tragedy, including the cover story on their international edition on the 1st of April. But in that same month, young men with assault weapons in South Sudan had killed 182 people, including women and infants, in eight separate attacks. The worst of these took the lives of 88 people in a single massacre. And in that whole period, Time would publish nothing on the killings, and only two articles that referenced the country of South Sudan at all. Both of those were to highlight that Anna Nimuriano, the editor of the Juba Monitor, was persevering in spite of threats and censorship by the government. To judge from what a person could read or hear or see in the U.S. media, it felt as if the lives of civilians in South Sudan didn't really matter. On the other hand, our own lives mattered very much, and the U.S. government spared no expense to ensure we knew how to preserve our lives in all situations. Our most likely problem set as peacekeepers was getting isolated in an urban area, having to evade capture or, if we were caught, resist interrogation, and hopefully engineer an escape. Training for this particular set of skills was known as evasion and conduct after capture, which was referred to colloquially as ECAC. Like Fight Club, the first rule of ECAC was don't talk about ECAC, and so I will not, besides observing there was very valuable training. It taught me a lot about the psychology of survival, the importance of controlling one's natural emotional responses to stressful and traumatic situations, and of being able to create a human connection with the bad guys holding the guns. It was this element of the course that would prove a lifesaver before the year was out, though I had no way of knowing that at the time. And that's it, the short chapter. That was very cool. Very cool, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry to break in. That, that was very cool. I like that very much. And in fact, the, the one thing that you raise about uh, the uh, news coverage by, by American uh, 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 news people, this is one of the this is one of the reasons why I read the BBC News online. If go go to the BBC if, if you're interested in these kind of things about you know what's going on in South Sudan and all kinds of rebellions around the world, particularly in Africa and uh, Asia, go go to the BBC BBC News website. Uh, they separate things by continent. You can go to the go to Africa and they have something there called Africa Live, and you can find all these little stories of of updates of, of things that are going on there same thing with same thing with asia but for asia it's not a it's not a live thing but anyways i enjoyed that very much it's it's good to good to have people know about those kind of things that are happening yeah it was a short first chapter of a book i'd very much like to read and that's what i can tell that's good to hear uh, hopefully you'll have the opportunity uh sometime mid next year uh between now and then i'll probably be doing a um, hopefully some more readings and um, maybe you know, work on an NFT release of it as well. So we'll see what happens. So this is the book that you're traditionally publishing, Edward, or, or this is a separate one? Yes, this is the traditionally published book. And I think it's it's one that we kind of uh, maybe talked about uh, some time ago, or maybe I put it in the Meta Library in minutes. It was one of those ones where in the negotiations um, on the contract, one of the few things that they would not give in to me on was they wouldn't give me the NFT rights, which I thought would be kind of pretty easy to get. Um, but I got a lot of other um, foreign uh, language translation rights and things. Um, but yeah, very interesting that uh, even, I guess it was 
early this year when the contract was signed, uh, that publishing houses were wanting to hold on to NFT rights, which I think are going to be, end up being treated sort of like audiobook rights. My guess is if they don't use it within a certain period, I'll be able to claim them back. Ah, that's what I was going to ask you, because I remembered you mentioning that before, and I was like, oh, wait, I thought he couldn't do an NFT of that one. So, so you think you'll be able to get well, that back, though? I think I will. and I think it's also be an interesting test, because while I don't have NFT rights, I think what's implied in that is English. Um, whereas, for instance, I do have uh, German language rights. So I, my uh, thought is that there's nothing to prevent me from, say, publishing the German version of the book with Creatopia as an NFT. Um, to me, that's just I'm just exercising my German translation rights. But I think this will be the, this will be the beginning of a lot of very interesting um, learning about how some of these things work. Sounds like a future case for the American Justice Project to look into. Definitely interested in copyright issues, and they're coming up. Copyright and contract issues. It's amazing, uh, this this little group, man. There's there is so much collective knowledge in this little group of people that we have going here, and it really blows my mind every time I, I look around at, at you guys' faces, and I think like. How much all of you are doing in your lives, aside from just the small little bit that we're all sharing, it really is inspiring and amazing. Yeah, and, and I, I feel the same way. Uh, and all this time, you know, T. Dylan Daniel has not been able to speak. And just, just imagine how we would feel if he uh, added some of his philosophical uh, uh, thoughts and uh, how much that would even strengthen even more the perception of uh of uh, what we're gaining from this group. I, I, I really enjoy being in this in this writer's hour. So thank you very much for getting me involved. I I agree 100% and I wanna jump back to, I, I agree 100% with, with what um, George was saying about being involved with all of you and how grateful I am for that. But I wanna jump back to what Edward read and just offer my congratulations and my awe of wonderful writing and wonderful storytelling and you reading it also is just wonderful. And so I just feel like that there's something very special um, when something can be heard like that and it helps, it helps with the interpretation and it helps with the understanding. And I just think that um, what a big endeavor and it sounds like you were going to knock that right out of the park. And so congratulations, Edward. I'm really excited for you. Thanks so much, Rihanna. That means a great deal coming from you. Well, you guys, we're reaching the end of the hour, but uh, if you've been listening this far and you'd like to be a part of this huge love fest, which it is, <laughs> then all you got to do is join us. This is an open conversation. It's not a closed group. It's open to anyone who's interested in the space where Web3 and writing converge. And if you want to join us, we do these on X. We know some people don't like the platform for very good reasons, but we do it so that people can easily join us. But we also hang out in the Vagabond Magazine, Vagabond Media Discord. You're welcome to come join us there. We are all on Twitter and X and other social media. So if you're not following the people in this conversation, follow them all. Connect. Everyone that has been in this conversation today is approachable, interesting, fun, and kind. 
So don't be shy about it. Just reach out and join us. Become part of the Web3 Writers Hour. If you have writers and friends, if you have writer, friends who are interested in Web3 and the place where writing meets that, bring them along. They're all welcome. So we do have a little bit of a tradition of closing out this show uh, with a word that is the most important word, I think, in any language, and it's in the Hawaiian language, which is where I live. The word is aloha. It means we all breathe the same air. It means hello. It means goodbye. It's a reminder that we're all humans and that we're all part of humanity. So what we like to do at the end of the Web3 Writers Hour is we all open up our mics and we just share a little aloha with the world. We're ambassadors of aloha here. So let's do that. Uh, I'll, again, reminder, I'll be gone for the next week, but I'll be breathing aloha with you guys next week. But for now, on the count of three, just everyone open your mic and share some aloha with the world. One, two, three. Aloha. 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 aloha.